Savage. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to episode three of Saratoga Today, the new podcast from the HHH Racing Podcast Group. As you can see on the screen, it's myself, Pete Visco, and my regular co-host for our flagship Thursday show, Paul Halloran. Hey, Paul, how's it going today? Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Who's that other guy? Whatever happened to that other guy? HHH, he left the show. Huh? I mean, no, I, I no assume more. we're going to have to come up with a new definition for the HHH acronym, one that doesn't include that person. Oh, we'll go with just PH, my initial Peter H. PPH, I like that there a little bit too. Um, so today we are going to talk weather, unfortunately, oh. for a little bit, which I know is our favorite subject. But we're also going to talk about <coughs> the late pick five on the last day of of opening weekend for Saratoga. So hopefully everyone who follows, everyone who's watching, hopefully you've enjoyed the first weekend. I don't know if my wallet hasn't enjoyed it so much, Paul. I don't know about yours, but it's uh, <laughs> hopefully today we could, we could turn these things around. Real quick, though, before we talk about the weather and we get into our, into our picks and such, let's throw a few administrative details out. As you can see flowing on the, on the bottom there, please subscribe to our podcast. Howard always does this, and I don't remember which way you point. But behind, beneath, the, beneath the viewer, hit that subscribe button. It doesn't cost you anything, but it really helps YouTube know that we're a podcast you like. Hit the like button, hit the notification bell, because that will tell you now that we're doing the Saratoga Today show, we have B&B, we have the HHH show, and we do other ad hoc shows, especially in the summer and Breeders' Cup time. That'll tell you when we get new shows that are posted. So you'll want to do that as well. Also, for our audio listeners, please listen, subscribe, review, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast. I like Outcast myself. That is my favorite. Also, follow the HHH Racing Podcast feed on Twitter. I think our followers are going way up. It's at H Kravitz. So it's Howard Kravitz's Twitter handle, but it's the one. For now, Pete. Pete for, for now. now. For now, yes. It, it will soon be the PPH something podcast Twitter handle, but we'll, we'll figure that out when we get to it. Um, and you could also follow Paul and I. Our Twitter handles will be, up, will be up on the screen. They're not actually up on the screen right now, but they will be. Also, our website, hhhracingpodcast.com, has sample podcasts, power picks information, which we'll talk about in a second. Photos, lots of photos from all of our various trips to the track, some fantastic writing and, and tournament scores, some mostly by our, our friend sitting next to me, Paul Haller in there. So a little bit of everything if you want to check us out and learn more about us and the show. The power picks. These are our regular power picks. Fifteen ninety nine a month, so four bucks a weekend. Go to Patreon again. You could either find the link on our pod on our website or below the video player. Um, these have always been successful. They've been around for a while, so please jump in. And then special for Saratoga, since we are talking about Saratoga today, we have the HHH Saratoga Power Picks Tip Sheet. Right now, we have, you could still get our Saratoga meat, full meat picks. You could sign up for that through next Thursday at midnight, and you'll be able to get our full meat 
Um, the price is on the, the prices are on the website. All you have to do is go to the power picks page. You'll see a button for the full meet. And then we have individual weekend subscriptions as well. You have to purchase those each weekend by Thursday. So between Monday and Thursday. So if you went on the site now, there's nothing there for the weekend tomorrow morning, it'll open back up and that will be for weekend number two. And then subsequently it'll do that for each weekend after that. So Please subscribe. Uh, Paul will be having for any current subscribers. Paul's picks will be sent out shortly by Howard. I assume they're out. They're out. Oh, they're they sent already. Even better. I haven't checked my email since we've been on the show. So, and Paul was gracious enough to account for rain and no rain, but we don't have scratches yet. So, uh, just be aware that when you get the power picks, scratches have not been taken into account. All right, Paul, let's real quick, though. We have a lot of commenters. Oh, let's see what we got. Mike Monroe, I have to give him some props. 8.14 in the morning before we were even close to coming on. Races three and six are off the turf for everyone. They'll be run at the mile. Is that out of the chute? Are both of those going to be out of the chute, Paul? Yeah, the mile. To run a mile on dirt up there now, you go out of the Wilson chute, which was uh, re reinstalled last year after being away for, for many years. Okay. And then the ninth as of now, which is the stakes race that we'll talk about is still on the grass. So we're going to, we're going to move ahead as if that's the case. Phil Conti, top of the morning. Sorry about our girl in Italian, Phil, that was, and Ralph, the, the Italian brethren we have here, you know, wasn't our day, not the best ride, but we're not going to talk too much about that. Uh, we got Lon in here. We got, we got Mike Austin officially divorced with Saratoga until the next big day. Today is the next big day. Mike, what are you talking about? I got to tell you, Pete, I've seen other people on Twitter. It's it's amazing. You know, you get the buildup and then you get your brains beat in a couple of days. Everyone, you got to just it's a marathon, people. OK, this is a marathon. Hey, Mike, I embarrassed myself plenty with that Philo Diariana pick that you that you and Howard made fun of me about. So I know all about that. Uh Paisan, Phil, there he is. That's what I'm talking about. Look at this, Paul. We have a $20 from Trish Smith. Look I hope this. she didn't find the ring. I was going to say, Trish, I hope, you know, I hope that was, you know. Trish this, is the best. That, Trish is in a celebratory mood. She's just happy. Deservedly I mean, I guess that, so. yeah. let's, let's milk her for all her cash while she's still happy before the wedding. Let's see if we have anything else. Uh, Saratoga power picks just mailed out. Thanks, Trish. Here's our, here's Howard. I mean, I don't really know why he's in the chat cause he's going to be cut from the show soon, <laughs> but Oh, congrats to P for tipping out. Yes. Let's night. talk about that. Pete. Let's, I want to talk about that. Let's because, do it. Go ahead. Oh, wait, we also well, real quick. For a we, few have, reasons. Uh, we have Christine. We have to always give our, oh, our favorite. If I could actually click a button, we would, we would have her going. Oh, oh, there we go. Went, Howard live at Hawthorne. That was yesterday. All right, go ahead, Paul. Talk about that. So, well, the thing about it, obviously there was a huge favorite in the Sanford uh, gold sweep who very likely was the best horse in the race. He almost fell two steps out of the gate, but you know, I think it's an example of, you know, Sar playing Saratoga over 40 days, Pete is, is similar in my mind to playing the Breeders' Cup over two days. You don't have to be right that often yeah okay and here's an example so it, now <laughs> we talked you and i were talking before we came on i actually mentioned the four on our thursday night flagship show strictly because danny velasquez who's a friend who trained brooklyn strong to run in the derby 
and here Danny has his horse. Never won a race at Saratoga, Danny, <laughs> and he wins and pays ninety four dollars. And how much did I have on that horse, Pete? If the over under is fifty cents and you bet under, you win. Okay, but anyway, you on the other hand had him in the power picks, so we will say for this weekend, folks, the power picks pay for themselves because even if there were other not so intelligent selections, a one dollar exacta that pays a hundred. You don't have to have that too many times to make up for a bad decision. So great, great move by Pete. Obviously, it it, it paid because he won. I'm, I'm, I didn't see the probables, Pete, but it was probably paying about forty for a dollar if the nine had, if yeah, the nine yeah. had won. Well, and and that's the one thing we do on the power pick. So the way I had structured it, which I was a little embarrassed, I should have went a little higher the other way. I did like a twenty dollars straight with the nine on top, without knowing the payouts at the time. <laughs> $20 straight and three the other way. So it was a $300 hit. Plus I think my ABC grid, I have, I haven't checked them officially to post. We were going to maybe post the scores from the power picks. We have to talk about that, but I think I may have had the middle pick five with a C and four A's, which paid about nine something as well. So, you know, maybe the power picks, I think our price and spot plays haven't come through. I know I had two scratches yesterday, but you know, there's still there's still plenty of information on there. And I also had so and my third pick in the race, which whatever race it was, where the 23 to one shot came through. It was I forget. I'm completely blanking on the name. Forty five dollar horse I had in my top three. So, you know, there's other ways you can look at it and still cash, even if it's not specifically on a price or spot play. So oh, here's Mike with a. Five out of six on the pick six paid me back for my money and my pick five a little. There you go. I mean, see, I like the optimism and positivity. Well, that's Mike. right. That's the point. You know, you, you got to, again, this is a 40-day marathon. We're in day, what are we, day four. So believe it or not, 10% of the, the meat is over today. That's a little depressing. But, <laughs> there we uh, go, Trish. Still, still celebrating yo-yo candy and in a great mood. I love it. Keep, but, keep uh, the cash but, coming. <laughs> but the, the, I think the message, Pete, is if you like a horse up there, you really can't be deterred by the odds. You know, on a run-of-the-mill Thursday at Belmont, you know, you look at a 50-to-1 going against a 3-to-5, and you're like, this Probably not going to happen. Right? Yeah, yep. But up there, and and you know, the horse was coming off a decent uh, a decent run in a stakes race. It wasn't like the horse came out of nowhere. And this is two days after a first time starter won the female version of this yep. race, the yep. Skylerville. First time starter wins. So why can't this horse why win? This horse? Coming off a third now. Look. Lost by 10 lengths to Gold Sweep. I get it. Gold Sweep might be a superstar, might win the Derby. Who knows? But yesterday, and the buyer bank came back slow. I think it came back 71. 71, yeah. I guarantee you on his drive back down to Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, Danny Velasquez does not care what that buyer came back. <laughs> no, if anyone who saw it, today. Yeah. I, I hope people watch. I'm sure a lot of our people were watching. Acacia interviewed him. He could not have been more excited. You know, for a guy who trains at parks day in and day out to go up there and take down a graded stakes is just fantastic. It's just fantastic. So, All right, so we're well, good job, Pete. And no, uh, thank you. Thank you. And 
Can I put in two? Very no, no. Quick I was just going to say, yeah. Paul's going to do two quick news items. We're going to get started. We may go till about ten forty-five today, since we're not bumping up against talking horses. So we'll go maybe an extra fifteen minutes. So don't worry. We're going to still cover the races in depth. But Paul had two news items he wanted to touch on. Go ahead, Paul. So quickly, Pete. A sad news item: uh, the great Funny Side passed away this morning. Funny Side, of course, the New York bred who put Sacatoga Stable, Jack Knowlton and his group in the in the yellow cheese box school bus on the map going to the races, won the Derby in Preakness in 2003, lost to Belmont to Empire Maker, who was a real serious racehorse, has become a tremendous sire. Yep. Funny Side, though, you know, lived out 15, the last 15 years at Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington, just just allow it being allowed to be a racehorse. So rest in peace. Funny side is a great story. The type of story that gets people who don't follow racing yep. to follow racing. You know, they followed Jack Knowlton and his childhood friends partnering on this horse. And of course they struck lightning uh, 17, eight, 17 years later, which is the law, a lot of the same people, but uh, so rest in peace. Funny side gave us some, and, 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 you know, you know, Derby Preakness ran well in, in other stakes too. Was it was a real yeah, a yeah, real real, real horse. Top race? Well, and it shows it, it shows you too that you don't need not every great horse comes out or great moments from a horse come out of the million dollar five hundred thousand dollar purchases. So that's yeah. also incentive for everyone. Hey, take a shot. You never know what the heck can happen, right? Absolutely. And looking forward, uh, we I know we talk a lot about him on the show, but. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Cody's Wish. Cody's Wish worked yesterday morning on the Oklahoma in preparation for the nine furlong Whitney on August 5th. Five furlongs in one minute flat, which is real racehorse time on the Oklahoma. Yeah. Out six furlongs in 113 and one. Out seven furlongs in 126 and two. Uh, Bill Mott, who is a pretty matter-of-fact guy and not prone to hyperbole, said he looked like a machine. That's awesome. Bill's quote. So well, we are uh, – there's going to be a lot of restless nights for me, Pete, between now and August <laughs> 5th because the excitement of of uh, seeing him – I saw him run in Saratoga last year, but didn't really know what, what I was watching. You know, now I'm well aware and uh, – there's going to be some special people there. So anyway, I just wanted to report on that Cody's Wish workout. Yes. Looks like you'll have, uh, I'm sure, will work again next weekend. Uh, and the fall, it looks like two more two more works before uh, the big one on Whitney Day. Where we will, we will you, Pete, there. will be yes. there. Yes, my first trip to Saratoga. So we will talk about that as it gets closer. We will all be there. But Hey, let's give the people what they really came for finally, yes. and let's talk let's about some races. So, like I said, let me bring up our Equibase here. That's a little small. Let's make that a little bigger for us old folks who don't see as well as some of the some of the younger viewers that we have. So we're going to eh, the sixth race, which is eventful right off the bat. So we're talking about maiden claiming 75 post time for this late pick five, 406 p.m. Um, so I'm sure they'll be, you know, I'm sure they'll they'll be in the paddock at like 405. So that should be perfect. And then we're talking maiden claiming 75. As Paul mentioned, we're going a mile out of the Wilton shoot. So we're going to handicap. So just so people know, let me put our picks up, but we handicapped luckily in advance, we actually handicapped off the turf for the sixth. And also, as we mentioned earlier, in case people joined late, in case you didn't see it, the third and the sixth are off the turf and we'll be going a mile out of the chute. 
and the ninth as of right now is on the turf. As you'll see later, we've give, we're going to give picks for on the turf and off just in case uh, some weather comes, some weather comes later. But right now without scratches, we have 11, we have 11 horses with two also eligible. So they're main track only. So there's a, a pretty decent chance that they'll get in. If there are scratches, the favorite right now, very soft number two, Dr. Kringle with Irad from Ian Wilkes. And let's see, Paul. So we have, here's our picks. We we're both going with the six on top. Let's go to the PPs here. So we're both going with the six ringside. Why don't you talk about what you like? And again, this is for off the turf. Yeah. We talk a lot about the biggest class drop in racing, which is maiden special to maiden claiming, you know, and, and it's no mystery that at Saratoga, you're going to get a lot of horses in, in that situation. In this race, the one, the three, the five, the six, the eight, the nine, the 10, the 11. Yep. And so the, uh, uh, those, some of those will be out. Uh, we should note, Pete, that the tw- there are two main track onlys, the 12. Yes. And the 1A. So the one and 1A is a uh, Linda Rice entry. Uh, she owns the one and she owns the 1A in partnership. She trains both of them. So that is an entry. The one is in the body of the race. The 1A is in the MTO, and I am I would be almost sure the one will scratch and the 1A will obviously run. You know, it's funny. I actually didn't hate the one as sort of a, 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 a could, could maybe transition to the dirt, but I assume the whole point of having the 1A in there is to yeah. scratch the one and, and put the 1A in. But let's talk quickly about the six. What did you like about yes. the six specifically? Well, starting, starting with the fact that the horses run twice on dirt, you know, in these races, I do think it's important, you know, you really have to separate the form. It doesn't mean a turf horse can't run on dirt. It doesn't mean a dirt horse can't run on turf. But I think sometimes people handicap the race as if it's still on turf. And, you know, if you're looking at horses who run exclusively on it, you're really in a guessing game now as yeah. far as are they going to take to the dirt. And not only are they going to take to the dirt, but we're going to assume that the dirt's going to have some moisture in it based on you know, based on the weather up there uh, overnight. Uh, I like the six, two maiden specials at Tampa, two competitive buyers. Uh, Jack Sisterson seems to be getting these Qatar racing horses. Qatar racing is, is trying to expand their presence over here. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, with, with success. Um, of course, the fact that, uh, uh, it's it's he's by Curlin doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't uh, deter me, but no, it was mainly Pete the class drop. The fact that uh, he was forwardly placed going a little longer at Tampa, uh, that would have been a two turn race. This is a this is kind of like a one and a third turn <laughs> race. You know, it's technically Weird. a one turn, yeah. but they yeah. they do kind of have to make that left after they come out of the shoot. Um, it's Jose Ortiz who started off the meet. Uh, really well. Uh, I love him on horses that are going to be forwardly placed. So it's a combination of those things. They drop the speed figures, uh, the fact that he's forward, uh, and and I think Jose will be aggressive with him. Yeah, a couple of things. People can actually see my my crappy notes when they watch the show, but 
Jack Sisterson, four out of seven, small sample size, but first after trainer switches in 2023. So he's been he's been hot there. The horse hasn't run on the wet, but has a 428 Tomlinson. Again, that's this for people who aren't sure. That's this little number here, sort of a, a calculated gauge of how they're going to do on either the wet, the synth, the turf, or at the distance, 428. The dam side. So if we look, Dashing Debbie. Four out of 11 wins, nine out of 11 in the money on wet dirt. So there's a lot of good factors that are going for this horse. So I think, and, and I'm first time gelding, which, you know, sometimes can move a horse up you know, you never can tell, but it's nice to, it's nice if it, if there were some issues and maybe the gelding actually helps. So I feel like this one's going to take some money, Paul, maybe just because of some of the, some of the things that we talked yep. about. We both have, we'll talk next about Dr. Kringle because you have this horse third. I have this horse second. What do you like about Dr. Kringle, uh, especially on the, I assume, off the turf was even, uh, because the last race wasn't exactly, you know, doesn't exactly exude a ton of confidence losing by 23, but that was yeah. also going a mile and an eighth. So it, it, there was yeah, some this, questions as to why. This one is strictly the class drop, Pete, and as bad as the last race was, if you're looking at speed figures, go two back, an 81 buyer yeah. <laughs> makes them really, really difficult to beat in this <laughs> in this field. Um, again, accounting for the fact if the, the main track is wet, uh, horses by creative cause uh, win at 15% of the time on wet tracks, so I like that. But it, it was, uh, it's, you know, no disrespect to Chris Linderos, but Pretty much anyone going to IRAD is an upgrade in, in jockey. Uh, Chris is uh, staying in. Uh, Chris has come up to Saratoga for, to ride in the past. Ian Wilkes is his father-in-law, so yep. he has a good in on those mounts. But, uh, you know, IRAD taking the mount. Uh, you know, the only thing, Pete, in this configuration, um, you know, he's going to have to work out a trip. You know, being down inside. Yeah, how does, and how does coming, that little, that little, how does that, yeah, how is that, does that cause troubles for the inside? Well, I, I think with a horse like this, he's, he's probably a sit and wait, you know, and, yeah. and then it's, it's obviously a, you run the, it's the entire backstretch to run down. So I rattle up plenty of opportunity to get him in position, but yeah, it's, you know, he was a, he's probably a B for me in an ABC okay. type setup. Um, but again, I don't think you can overestimate that class drop uh, in, in a race like this. Yeah. And I guess the one thing, too, about races where we're, we're not sure about the scratches is it's actually I'll, they'll put this up real quick. This isn't for this is just for my consumption. Usually this is the way I can track the speed figures so I, or the time form just so it's easier to view. There is a there's a little bit of speed on paper. But one thing with these scratches is you have to pay attention because the pace could change drastically based on who scratches, who stays in, who comes in. So that's one thing just to keep an eye on. Real quick, you have the 12, which is an, an MTO, and, and will most likely get in, we assume. Now, what do you like about the 12? You have this horse in second. This one has Irad listed as well. Yeah, so something's going to give here, Mike. Yeah. I, I, this is a good question because it's, it's two Kentucky guys, so I'm not sure – where Irad goes here, I'm gonna guess that he goes to the 12 after I just got talking to him. But, uh, <laughs> folks, don't worry too much. There are plenty of not only warm bodies but outstanding jockeys in that room. You could go pick yeah. a name out of a hat in that room. Uh, again, we're back to the the class drop and the uh, speed figures. 
the, the race two race back at a, a mile and a quarter at Churchill uh, against a horse that we'll talk about uh, later on, Prove Worthy, a horse that uh, I liked uh, today. Oh, that might have been – maybe it's earlier. Maybe we're not going to – anyway, I picked <laughs> Prove Worthy today. Um, yeah, as, as Michael Austin puts in the comments, folks, you really got to take long looks at these main track-only horses. I mean, trainers enter them specifically – uh, you know, hoping the race comes off. And uh, as by the same token, Pete, we should at least mention the 1A, that he's the other MTO. And yeah. you and I were talking off the uh, Linda Rice has an entry here. The regular one will likely be scratched because he's a turf horse. This horse, again, by Run Happy, uh, also a horse to look at. Well, lost to Talking Pharaoh, actually won on yesterday's card. So that race has come back, you know, just based on that performance, maybe that race is going to come back a little better. A couple stats here real quick. The Rice, Rice, 50% win, 69% of the money. First after the claim on dirt with a jockey change to Jose Ortiz. The, the, the Ortiz-Rice combo had been on fire, has been on fire. So has. She, She's has. a leading trainer after three days. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Which I love, It's, by it's the a way. hot topic on, on, on in horse racing Twitter <laughs> world, but we, we're not going to digress into that on here. All right, so that, that I think we're good here. Unless there's yeah, anyone else you want to jump on, let's move nope, on to good. the next one. So next we're going to go to the seventh. Is prove worthy as promised. There you go. I, you know what? I knew I handicapped that horse, but I didn't want to say it thinking I might be crazy too. So we got we have an allowance purse, one hundred and forty nine thousand mile and a sixteenth on the dirt. We have seven horses going right now. The favorite number six at two to one film star with coincidentally from Linda Rice and the Jose Ortiz combination. Let me put up our picks and then I will switch to this race and then you can start talking about you are going with the one prove worthy as you so acutely mentioned in that last one what do you like about this one horse well i think i start pat uh, pete with the trying to beat the favorite as you know i think that's our inclination in all these races and yep. I, I think the six is a beatable favorite and i will invoke the late great javi pack for whom a, for whom there'll be a stakes <laughs> race named on the last week you know what i meant to meet, ask you is that is that yes. new that's that's new yes. right i don't I didn't that's remember great. that before that's yes. great you know don't don't bet the favorite when he's being asked to do something for the first time and this is a an odd configuration as as i point out i don't want to i don't want to spoil the power picks pete but for those who subscribe they'll they'll <laughs> read about this um you know mile and a three sixteenths on the dirt up here that i'm sure they don't run many so uh you know you you've got to start with uh, your you want a horse that you're confident can get that distance the one broke uh, Broker's Maiden at Churchill going a mile and a quarter. So check that box. Yep. Again, by Curlin. So check that box. Uh, I do like uh, I like the possibility to, to save ground at this long trip. Uh, you know, the horse is a, is a closer, though, and don't assume that you want to close it just because it's longer. The two-turn dirt races up there, speed is dangerous. And that's the one thing um, – the one reason where if you want to make a case for the six, I'm counting on Johnny Velasquez on the three, the Prince's Spur, who looks like uh, he could be a little forward here. Um, I'm thinking that the way for that horse to win the race is to be forward. Yeah. Uh, and I'm counting on 
that horse to run a little bit with the six. With the six. You know, the six, if the six goes off by five with easy fractions, certainly could be a problem. Uh, however, I'm also counting on the one at this distance to maybe to be a little more forward and not at the back of the pack. Yeah, and I, I guess the one question I had with the one, so the, it looked like there was a sort of a speed-favoring race in the last and was, was way too far back. But the one question you always have is, was the, was the bad performance because of the speed, sort of a speed bias in that race, or was it because of the jump from the maiden special weight to allowance? You never, sometimes you just don't know until it happens. You just don't know if, hey, is it just a little bit too high class for this horse, or... Is it just that, hey, there was speed that day, was sort of stuck in the back. Now we're moving to Irad. Hopefully Irad can get this horse a little bit closer from the rail. So we talk about the six. The six is the favorite. You have it second. I have him, I have him on top. So what do, what do you like? Do you, do, you, do you not like the fact that, hey, this horse, you know, a little bit of seconditis, three in a row, maybe maybe just doesn't, yeah. doesn't hold. I mean, the buyers, though, have been are pretty strong for this field. Oh, yeah. No, the horse to beat, you know, again, my motivation is trying to beat the favorite uh, who's going to be bet pretty well. And, um, you know, hoping that the extra three sixteenths from the last race could be an issue. But uh, as far as the one, Pete, just to go back for a second. Sure. Ellis Park has been nothing but speed since they went over there from Churchill. Yeah. So you bring up a good question. The answer is we don't know. Yeah. But if you see a horse like this who's a real closer, who has a running line like that at Ellis, I think you probably want to default to throwing it out and hoping it was an anomaly because you were not coming from eighth at Ellis Park no. the way that dirt has been playing. But no. but the question, Pete, is what do you like about the six? Because you picked the six. I will get to that in one second. We'll just answer Jennifer's – well, we will answer it if it would actually click on the screen. So, Jennifer, haven't seen an update yet. Have official word. That was meant to be. Are they on the turf? They're actually the third and the sixth, just to reiterate in case people joined late, the third and the sixth are off the turf. They'll be going a mile out of the Wilton shoot. And the ninth, as of now, unless something's happening on Twitter or something's happening with the weather, the ninth race, the stakes race will still be on the turf. So we will handicap those races accordingly. So again, real quick on the six, I thought there was actually some distance in the pedigree, even though this horse hasn't been finishing his race as well. I thought there was some distance in there. And I think if this horse can get on the top and Jose can sort of back it down a bit, then maybe we can stretch this distance. We can stretch this horse out a bit and not let the, the, the last furlong get to him. Also the rice Ortiz combo has just been so on fire that it's almost hard to leave them out, especially with a quality horse. So again, I'm with you that I think this is a horse that can be beat and it's worth taking a shot against, but I feel like it's a hard one to leave off the ticket just because of the combination of the speed advantage and the connections as of right now, the way that they're going. Um, anybody else you want to hit here? I know you have the, you have the two. We actually, we both have the two, anything specific. The two is just sort of a, you know, there's some, there's some buyer speed figures with this horse that if he can run back to those puts him at the top or very much near the top of this race. Yeah, it has a hundred. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure that's the only triple-digit one yeah. in uh, in the race. So that's a, that was exactly my thing. I'm not, you know, exactly sure where it came from, but uh, <laughs> although it came back with, you know, it, in fairness, came back with a 97 in Open Company. The hundred was a state bred race. Came back with a 97 in Open Company. 
uh, at Aqueduct uh, yeah. in an allowance ran second. So, uh, and this horse is the second choice on the morning line. Uh, Winley Farms is already on the board with a win for Mark Henning uh, at the race. They won with that uh, yeah, one horse who came from three miles back on uh, Friday <laughs> yeah. uh, with Johnny V. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, Dylan Davis, uh, I believe what he won a race on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. I, he was on the Zilla horse, uh, Mike Piazza and That's the right. yep. Zilla horses, who I have a few horses with. They uh, they got uh, a horse home on uh, Friday at a big price for Ray Handel. So, yeah, this, this horse uh, definitely fits on uh, fits on numbers, um, you know, uh, fits and it has uh, a nice has a nice ninety buyer win by five and on a sloppy track if it does come up sloppy later we're not sure what the condition's going to be my only question with this one was does he just really love Aqueduct because his he popped four big races at Aqueduct and at Belmont wasn't able to pop the same ones on the dirt so my only concern was is it just an Aqueduct thing or was the last race just a little bit, a little bit too deep a company, but that was, I mean, was the favorite and then just, and was ran terrible. Also that was off Lasix. So again, was that the problem that it was off Lasix? Now we're back on Lasix. Again, there's a couple different factors that you have to just consider on your own if you're handicapping this race. So uh, let's move on to the next one. We'll hit the, the eighth race. We put our banners up the eighth allowance, optional claiming 80,000 small fields, only six horses, the favorite. We got a big one. It's one that we've talked about many times on this show, baby Yoda. Let's see where we're going to go. I went with baby Yoda. You did not. You went with the six bourbon calling looking for a price here. What do you like about this six horse bourbon calling with Flavian Pratt having, having the jockey change to Pratt. Don't mean to steal your thunder, but that doesn't hurt that much. Yeah, he. Uh, you, you saw him in uh, an accident on the uh, winning with the fourth string Chad Brown uh, yesterday. <laughs> if there is such a thing. Yeah. Hey, look, Baby Yoda is tough, as is uh, Nakatomi. Um, this is strictly. I'm trying to be clever here, and I, and I'll probably outsmart myself, but um, I think this was you know wanted no part of the Grade Three company uh, last last two races has a, three wins in a row prior to that with a triple digit buyer has a hundred buyer. So that means he uh, actually puts him in with everyone. The one has a one-on-one as good as uh, uh baby Yoda. I don't, I'd have to go to the lifetime PPs, but I yeah, don't remember think baby, baby Yoda, Yoda popped that, popped that one. What was that one crazy, you know, one fourteen that, that came yeah, out of that nowhere. Was I remember the, beating uh, Olympiad. Yes, that was in the alliance race up here two years ago, right? Yeah, yep. And, and obviously, anything resembling that race, but there really hasn't been much. Now, class wise, you know, <clears throat> has competed, was in the Cody's Wish Jackie's Warrior uh, uh, four goal last year and ran a respectable fourth. So, clearly, the horse to beat. But back to the six, why, why I like the six. Sure. Um, you know, I think trainer angles are important up at Saratoga. And Antonio Ariaga, Pete, who did not win a race in 2020 or 2021, was 0 for 8. He was 3 for 6 last year, hmm. which is an, a phenomenal percentage anywhere in Saratoga. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, and, and you are the stack guy, so you'll like this, all three wins came with horses coming off layoffs of 31 
to 90 days. Oh, nice. Also, I like that. Yeah. This horse is coming off a 60-day layoff. Now, Howard's the math teacher, but I think 60 is in between 31 and 90. Yeah, I think even my son can do that <clears> math <throat> if he needed to. Um, I like you mentioned Pratt. Um, so, again, if um, he's 8-1 to one morning line, and I think he'll be all of that based on the fact that Baby Yoda, Nakatomi, Pete, who we um, – Yeah, we'll talk I about have it. second yeah. – you know, Nakatomi is – Actually, let's just kind talk of, about Nakatomi a little bit for a second. Yeah, looks, you know, it's starting to look like a horse who just always starts his run too late and doesn't get there, to use your terminology. Um, What's but, funny, though, about this horse and about your six, we'll go back to the six real quick, real quick, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but when you when you drop down to these optional claiming levels, now, again, th this can happen if a lot of the horses are doing the same thing, then it's hard to gauge. But you look at that, and, like, this horse is three in a row at the optional claiming level. Then you go to yeah. Nakatomi, knocking heads and losing, but running respectable in these graded stakes. But here, optional claiming 100 wins optional claiming 62 wins optional claiming 80 loses by three quarters of a length you know even in a listed stakes wins so it's like uh, is it the is it just that hey when you move them down and they're running against horses that are sort of at their level is that just going to rise them up and then they can they could actually win these races instead of just running well certainly a possibility but you know you're gonna have you're taking a, a relatively short price to to to, to see to that. figure that out, yeah, yeah to yeah, figure it out, you know. Yep, yep. I don't know if the six is good enough to beat these horses, but I'm gonna at eight or nine or ten to one. I'm happy to to, <laughs> to take to take that price. By the right? way, Nakatomi, real quick, <laughs> two for three wins, three for three in the money on wet dirt. You so just real quick, we want to make sure we yeah. mention that. And and your horse, Bourbon Calling, back here in the slop, did have a win with a ninety-two buyer you know, at this, at an optional claiming level. So both horses do have a little bit of an affinity for an off track, at least as far as we can tell. So we need to talk. I also about like the, oh, uh, uh, Susie Peter. I like the yeah. far outside in the seven furlong distance, oh, yes. regardless of how many horses are in the field, even if there's 10, that's a good uh, call. I, I like the far outside. I think uh, Pratt gets to see what's going on. Um, he's seeing the boards. Yeah. He's seeing the board so well now too. He's finding spots and, and it's unbelievable. And what is, you know, what is Rosario going to do? I mean, Baby Yoda, whom Rosario <coughs> has ridden in the past, but not uh, his last four races, you know, clearly looks like uh, he should be forward. Um, you know, Joel does not always <laughs> do that when it looks like on yeah. paper. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so it, it, Pratt could, again, could get the right trip. And, you know, again, would I play this horse at four to one? No. But am I going to, uh, am I interested at eight to one? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, baby Yoda's just one to just sort of love Saratoga. I mean, and that's, that's the thing. Three wins at Saratoga before running in the forego and finishing a, a pretty solid, actually not great, but a fourth to Cody's wish, Jackie's warrior pipeline. No, nothing bad there. The only other loss at seven furlongs was to flight line. I think we've heard of that horse. So that's not, that's not terrible. I guess with this play, it's, it does this horse just like Saratoga. And when you get this horse out of the higher stakes company, he just rolls. I mean, if you look just on the screen here, a couple allowance races, he wins optional claiming 62. He wins optional claiming 80 wins by 10 beating bourbon calling in the, in the process with a 99 buyer. So this is another one where 
maybe when he just gets, he's just a, he's punching, he's punching two up in when he's up in those graded stakes, high stakes races. But when you put him back with his level, he sort of yep. just knows how to run his race. So we'll oh, see no, what happens here. Clearly the host to be. Yeah. All right, let's go to the ninth, the stakes, and we will. So we got the quick call stakes again. This one, as of right now, it's a it's a it's five and a half furlongs on the turf, one hundred seventy five thousand. As of right now, it is still going to be on the turf. We have a field of ten with two also eligibles, which I guess if it stays on the turf, they will not be in. Um, I know we liked the 11, both of us a little bit, if it did come off, but we'll talk about that in a second. The favorite I think is, yeah, is Gaslight Dancer, the 10 at seven to two maker and Gaff Leon. Let's put our picks up and then we'll talk about. So just for people on the screen. So we originally picked this for off the turf. So we wanted to keep our off the turf picks on the screen just in case it does rain really hard later and they do take it off. But we're going to actually talk about our on the turf picks. And uh, actually, I should go to the right race so I can show you. You're going with the 10, the favorite right now on the turf, Gaslight Dancer. What do you like about this one? Yeah, and, and I, you know, I picked the – it's funny, Pete. I had to go back and handicap the whole race for on the turf. I did that this morning. I woke last, up and I was like, oh, shoot. I mean, let me go back and handicap it again. I'm like uh, – I said – and then when I did, um, I, I didn't notice the odds, to be honest with you. And I said, wow, seven to two. I said, okay, that's a decent price. And then I went back and <laughs> said, wait a minute. That's the favorite. <laughs> so yeah. so that'll tell you. And David Aragona was as good as they come as, as morning line odds makers. So that'll tell you what – if it does stay on, you know, what the race is like, you know, you could have turf races up there, Pete. Uh, uh, in fact, I believe is a Caravel getting ready to run in the Troy, you know, Caravel might be the best turf sprinter in the country getting yeah. to run in the Troy, which I think is a grade three. So you can have turf races up there with real monsters. This is, this is a really evenly matched field on yeah, turf. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I think if you, Throw out uh, as you, as you like to do, Pete. Throw out the one the one off running. Well, okay. Throw out two. The we'll the maiden breaker this. was the yeah. dirt race. We're going to get rid of right the maiden. But then you know if you get rid of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, this horse has been on the board all four times. Horse uh, looks like uh, he can be forward, um, the, which isn't. You know, you don't necessarily have to be on the lead to win these turf sprints at Saratoga. Mm-hmm. You know, the the nine, <clears throat> the nine is a big X factor. We don't know. Uh, it looks like we don't know how. Yeah, we don't know how he's going to run on turf. But you know, R- Ravelli is not shipping the horse in from. Uh, Chicago just uh, for the frequent flyer miles. Well, we also have, we, we have son of a birch who got caught up in that big hot pace. And we have, who is it? The six, look at this pace that this one, look at first from a time form standpoint, one seven, I don't even know if I've ever seen a one seventy one from a time form on, on a pace there. So yeah. there is possibility for this pace to really heat up. So this 10 definitely could, could sit off and, and have some pace to run into. Yeah, that that's what I was looking at. I was looking at kind of a that type of sit off, uh, uh, sit off uh, trip. Yeah, uh, and then hopefully not get nabbed. You know, in the turf sprints up there, you're you're always looking at who's winding up coming from behind because <laughs> it seems like someone is always flying down, <clears throat> flying down the lane. But yeah, I I I, I like the ten the best of. 
you know, a, a very competitive lot. I don't have a strong feeling, but I would say if the if the race does stay on, I'll have at least two, if not three A's in the hey, race, and he'll be at, one of them. Look at this, Mike. So we have from Mike Monroe, Paul, Gaslight is ready to roll. Okay, Owned let's go, Mike. Peter. Let's go, Mike. Peter. Let's go, Mike. Shh, All right, Mike. Shh, shh, let's keep that quiet, Mike. We don't want to. We don't want to tell too many people. The millions watching at home right now will will be jumping. One quick thing before we move off this horse. There was on a good track. Did did win on on good turf and on the sire side. Twenty two percent win, fifty six percent in the money on the wet turf, and it, basically his lifetime buyer top came on a on a turf with some cut in it. So that might bode well for today. You have, so I have the, we'll go real quick. We, I have the three on top. You yeah. Let's talk horse. about the three. Yeah. Eyewitness, Wesley Ward, Jose Ortiz, two, three straight wins, two of them on the synth, then came back and had a nice win on a yielding turf, which I don't know if it's going to get that bad. I don't know how it's going to be, but I don't assume it'll be, it'll be yielding, but at least this one has shown, some affinity for an off turf. So what do you like about, you have this one in third. I mean, for me, again, I like that race. Cause you could see that can win on an off turf ward in, in turf sprints, obviously is always dangerous. The sire 21% wins. Oh, that was wet dirt. Never mind. Apologies. I forgot. I didn't change some of my notes for this one, but I didn't have to here because we know that at least this horse is shown doesn't need a firm turf. And can also at least shown by here can close into a hot pace, which it looks like we may get here. What do you think about this three? Well, I think the three is going to be the favorite if the race stays on Pete, to be honest. Yeah, I can see that. Yep. And I think the only thing I would caution people into is a seven furlong turf race and a five and a half furlong at Belmont and a five and a half furlong turf race at Saratoga are about the most unidentical twins you could ever yeah, have. That's true. There, yes, there is very true. The, one of uh, there are two similarities. They're one turn and they run on grass, and that's where it. Uh, you know, and and you mentioned how that Paradise Creek was run, Pete, with the ridiculous yeah, pace, ridiculous so, faction. You know, closing from that, closing from fifth in, in a seven furlong race, but but you could see how this horse ran the three previous races. So I read obviously knows the horse. I, uh, oh, this is Jose. Yeah. Uh, but he, the horse was forward the first three starts. And then I read just changed it up last time, which was Jose. the right strategy based yeah. on how, how killer the pace was. I, I just kind of thought with those running lines that this horse might be over bet a little. And I'm just, you know, I, I want, I want horses that are coming off, Five and a, true five and a half furlong races, and not and not that seven furlong Belmont. Yeah, no, I like that. That that was that was my only. I mean, I'm I'm certainly using the three, but that that was my argument against. No, and I mean that's what you're looking at in a race that's sort of wide open. You would think, especially based on the odds, then then this is one where you, you could hope to get a price in this one. Um, what about this five? Real quick, we have to sort of wrap this up yep. soon. The five, two of a kind. We both have this one. I mean, they moved this horse, was was popping, you know, not the best buyers, was running. I mean, if you looked at it, I know on the dirt, you, you sort of like this horse as well, running against Super Chow, General Jim. He really should stay away from Super Chow is really the moral of this story for this horse. But then they put this one on the turf, back-to-back 85 buyers, second to Gaslight Dancer, second to No Nay Hudson, who were both in this race, but really just came alive once put on the turf. I assume that was what you liked about this one. 
Yeah, and I, and I think this is probably one of those rare horses, Pete, that you could looks like you can count on to run either way, even if they go off, right? Because yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. I so, have, a, I so. had it on. You had it on both picks. I almost had it on my dirt picks as well. So I'm with you. Yeah, and I know we got to go, Pete. But we, if it does come off, which is certainly a possibility, uh, there are two MTOs. I liked yes. the eleven better of the two, and and I thought. I didn't think the 12 was, was automatic, even though it was an MTO. I just like the 11 better of the two. I do too. We've been running in some pretty solid company, uh, ran into Fort Bragg and, and that was a good field. That's why, or that was a pretty solid race lost to Drew's gold. Who's turned out to be pretty awesome, an awesome sprinter. So yeah, I think the 11 and again, should be coming from a little bit off. So if there is speed, but again, the thing to watch for is, see who's well if it comes off you see who scratches to see if the speed stays on if you're looking at any of these closers because we do have the nine that we talked about who is pure speed the i think the seven has speed the six has speed so there's a ton of speed in here but let's jump since we got to wrap it up soon let's knock out the last race here the 10th maiden claiming thirty thousand. we have going six and a half furlongs on the dirt we have 10 horses the favorite Number four, Maggie, Kirby, and Saez. Let's see who we both pick. You are going with, I have the four on top. You do not have the four in the mix at all. You are going with the 10. Let's look and see what the 10. The 10 is strange fruit for Reynolds and another Jose Ortiz. What do you like about this 10 horse? Yeah, not that much, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let me let me say this just from like a buyer standpoint. I know we've seen worse, but this was about as piss poor from a buyer standpoint of a race where I was like, nobody's really doing much of anything. And there are a lot of clunkers on. Oh, yeah. you like lines. If someone told you they were going to they knew a horse was going to run a 55, you'd bet the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know competitive in every race other than the turf race. This is obviously a dirt race, uh, has some off track experience. Uh, Pat Reynolds, uh, you know, who's, uh, <clears throat> doesn't get a, a ton of horses is, uh, started out to meet with a win, which is great to see. You get Jose Ortiz, you get a horse who looks like he wants to be forwardly placed, um, uh, in that outside draw six furlongs, six and a half, uh, not seven, but still, I like the fact uh, I like the draw, um, you know, I, I was down to four horses. I did have the four fourth okay. your horse, Maggie Peter. I, I think the one is the best bet to be on the board somewhere. Yeah, let's uh, talk about the one. A, we both we both have the one. Let's let's hit Yeah, that. I mean two bad turf races and uh, <laughs> I mean it's great that you're like, I think this one's gonna hit the board, which yeah, it did once by ten, but other than yeah, that but, it hasn't sniffed well, the board, but okay. Yeah, class you know, class drop, um, you know, going from uh maiden special down to maiden claiming. Um, you know, Dylan Davis again, who really wasn't riding tremendously at the end of Belmont, got on the board the other day, which is is a good sign. Yeah. So I I, I thought you know position wise, and uh, maybe the horse could be in the mix a little bit. Uh, that was my horse to be on the board, and uh, you know the other two I used were your four and and the seven. But why don't you tell us why the four Maggie? will be over bet because of all the Maggie Wolfendale fans. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think of that. I mean, this was, this was pretty simple and bad handicapping stuff. But if you look back at sort of the maiden on the dirt, 
the maiden claiming races, has a third by six, has a second by a nose, you know, trying to sit off a little bit of a slow pace. So maybe again, uh, one thing we like to talk about is the maiden special way to maiden claiming drop, but you don't have to be dropping necessarily to fit well still in a maiden claiming. They tried the turf last time that went dreadfully, but maybe now we're getting back on the dirt. Uh, did, did have a did have on an off track a nice three buyer speed figure, so that really makes you gives you a lot of confidence in the in the favorite if they could pop another three buyer speed figure. Now that we're <laughs> going to be on an off turf, so um, there there wasn't a ton. The sire side is good on the wet, ultimately out of Spitestown, but this this horse. But maybe there's a difference between sloppy that day and what we'll see today. We're not really sure. Again, I'm not saying anything that gives you much confidence because I don't have a ton of confidence. The only other one we'll mention because you have is the seven Irish Empress. Two back had a nice zero buyer, which again brings back tons of confidence. But what do you what do you what do you yeah. like about this one? Anything? Well, anything clearly, uh, yes, clearly playing them off the thirty eight point jump and buyer. I mean, that is a race. huge jump. That is that, huge, that does seem to could be go to where a seventy six today, Pete. He could go to a seventy six. <laughs> that is that is very true. That is true. I mean, that 38, 37, 39 range seems to be where this horse lives. But yeah, uh, what would you for? So you did the power picks from sort of a. You don't have to give away your abc grid but from a from a grid standpoint or from a if you were doing sort of yeah. a caveman would you just be going deep in this one or you would just say screw it i'm going to go short and hope i can get the winner I, i'm uh, on an abc i'm going to lean on the 10 probably a little more than i should in this race pete yeah uh, as 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 wide open as it looks um I don't know. I, I maybe because it's the end of the card and I lost. Uh, well, focus. there's right. There's but, races where you either go short because you hate everybody, or you, you either have to go all almost because they all suck, yeah. or you say screw it, I'm just going to go pretty short and, and sort of. Yeah, stick I, with I'd my be children. in a caveman setup. I'd be three or four deep, but in an ABC, I'm I'm going to lean on the ten here uh, again, probably more than I should. Um, I, I vowed the other day not to ever have the the favorite as a single a in the last race. So let's hope this horse doesn't go off as the I favorite. like it. All right. So that about wraps up that for the day. Let's do real quick. I wanted to thank, we have a ton of people watching, so we want to thank everybody. We've had great viewer turnout and actually I assume listening and post live viewer turnout for these shows. So we're definitely going to keep these going. Paul, I don't know. Do, do you like the the idea of keeping keeping these going? They, they seem to be pretty popular. And, and I know we like talking about Saratoga. Yeah, well, we as long as there is the power mentioned it on Friday, as long as there's the audience will be here. Yes, that is very true. Um, why don't you, since you are the, you know, the Saratoga special person and you are our Saratoga correspondent, why don't you give us some parting words for closing weekend of Saratoga, whether it's about this card or just opening weekend in general or whatever you want to talk about? Well, I, we touched on it at the beginning. You know, I, I think if you if you bet favorites who get beat by forty to one shots, you know, none of us like that. But I, I would say, uh, take a deep breath tomorrow and Tuesday, and uh, you'll be right back on the horse, uh, so to speak, on Wednesday. You know, let, let's face it, this is the the best race meet of the year. You know, I, I I can't say that these have been the best four cards that I've ever seen at Saratoga, but Again, back to your four yesterday, Pete. I think if you stay the course 
not afraid to bet some opinions and you don't have to be right all the time, uh, especially when, when the favorites are running the way they've run the last four days. So, uh, yeah, I think we get through today. Uh, we all take a deep breath and uh, we start handicapping Wednesday. I mean, that's what that's what we do. I think that was meant for you, Mike. Is to, Mike Austin is to say, you know, get back in the water today, and then you know, see, you some some things could change today. We've given you some solid picks. Who doesn't want to handicap a day when there's potentially going to be rain and, and it's going to be nice and sloppy and a little bit off the turf? Who doesn't want to bet those races? Come right. on. All right, so for for Paul Halloran from the Saratoga Special, for myself, Pete Visco, we want to thank everyone who's been watching, everyone who's been listening. As Paul says in his little note here, rain, rain, go away. Hopefully next weekend we'll get some fast dirt, fast, some firm turf. Also, Howard mentioned this in the comments. I just want to say it. We might consider pushing this to 1030. So please keep an eye out on Twitter or on our YouTube channel. Um, depend anywhere you, you've technically pay to you know pay you technically look to see where our shows are going to be we might move it a half an hour later just to see if we can get closer to having scratches on the show instead of thinking theoretically all the time so so again for paul for me pete visco thank you all this has been episode three of saratoga today as howard likes to say crush those bets see you everybody